Welcome to Office 365 Distilled. A podcast about Office 365 and a single malt. Hey, Moraine. Hey. Number, oh, fuck the number. We're at Microsoft <laughs> oh, Ignite. Oh, that's that's a brilliant start. <laughs> yeah, I suppose. Wow. I wonder if there's any rules that Microsoft say in our podcast centers you're oh, not allowed no. to swear. That's like PG-18 in oh, the go. first three seconds. Oh, no, no, no. It's only PG-15. But I think if we work really, really hard, we could make it PG-18. Fuck yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, this so, is cool. Yes, we are at uh, Microsoft Ignite. We are in Orlando. We are at a podcast Number booth. three. Number three. Uh, no, no, number three. It's got nothing to do with nature. Oh, no. oh, I'm Not sorry. Not that again. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> so we, I, I actually have a cool uh, view at a recording uh, studio uh, behind you as well. So this is this is super nice. So I I'm, just get a view of you. Yeah. This is which is super actually. nice as well. Yeah, I've always wanted to find to do the podcast a bit closer like this. We end up sitting so far so far apart in the office. Yeah. Well, this is this is a sweet setup. Uh, we got super high quality microphones here. We got a sweet little. Box, uh, box, <laughs> something <laughs> like that. But no, oh, I'm so amazed at, uh, at the, the the quality of this uh, of this stuff. Oh, this is so awesome. Okay, I'm so looking forward this is, to this, man. This this kind of works like you don't appreciate what we have. I do. My studio do. told me is not good enough for you. I do. Oh, it, it, oh man. Oh come on. Let's let's, let's get, get this show on the road. All right. Cool. 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 So here we are. Myself ignite. You having fun? I am. Yeah. I am. It's only Tuesday, isn't it? Yeah. And we're going to see whether we can find a late spot on Friday to to, to, to do, do a yeah, post, yeah, to wrap up. Yeah, to do up. a roundup. Yeah. yeah, true, true, true. And it's cool. I heard loads and loads of really cool stuff yesterday, stuff I really, really enjoyed. Exactly, yeah. And you sat there going, yeah, know that. Yeah, I know that. The joys of being an MVP. No, there, there were some things I, I didn't know about, so oh, that was cool. that was pretty cool. The whole uh, power automate instead of flow. Yeah, oh, that was a that's surprise. going the rounds on Twitter and tell and me about uh, it. Ooh. Yeah, and I just uh, I just paid for a, a blogger to actually do a flow blog for me, and I had it delivered this morning. And mm-hmm. it, it said, "Don't go slow with flow," or something along the title. So now that ain't going to work when still, it says, "Don't go slow with power automate." Uh, hey, there we go. Like, we can say, like. how about this for a title? Don't hate Power Automate. Yes. <laughs> yes. 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 It's exactly. good though. Actually, I mean, saying all that stuff, we, we were in the power area yesterday mm-hmm. and it does all kind of hang together. You know? It do, yeah, um, absolutely. With, it does. With the power apps, the, the, the whole power yeah. thing. Yeah. But they could have gone with Power Flow or Flow Power. Or, you know. Yeah, but also the, the, the whole. Um, was that the virtual agent and and stuff like that? I, I I see where that's coming from, but that is so such a specific thing. So I uh, when I think about power apps, it's like the or it should be uh, the 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 development environment for your citizen developers and local for applications code, for for to build proper applications. And yeah. then you got these virtual agents, you got these uh, uh, visual. Flow kind of thing. Uh, you can tell this UI is all, this is all new to us, isn't it? Yeah, right? absolutely. Yeah, and and I I just can't help but feel that this is very specific. 
Well, maybe it's supposed to be, because that also was a conversation I had last night uh, to myself at some silly o'clock in the morning mm-hmm. when I kind because of I was out sleep. partying. Yeah, because he was out yeah. partying. Yeah, and I was <laughs> too old to go partying. Mm, don't worry. But I was thinking about how lucky people are at this show here when they can focus and specialise. You and I, mm. in our role as consultant, mm. we kind of have to know everything about everything. You know, I'd, I remember on the last podcast I referenced, or if I don't do it on the podcast, about one of the purchase guys, <coughs> one of my clients, because I couldn't remember the name of the power apps thing, image mm-hmm. the uh, stuff. Hey, who's the consultant here? You know, as if we're supposed to know the ins and outs and everything, which is in this huge environment is impossible especially with the True. new stuff that came out. So I was kind of envious yesterday looking at some of the presenters where they, especially the Microsoft guys, where they can just focus on e-discovery, you know, and the discovery yep. process and yep. the search process. And Tipper mentioned it in his, Jeff Tipper mentioned it yesterday. He flew all the way to the fast search office in Norway, was it? Uh, Oslo, uh, yeah. Oslo, yeah. yeah. Of course, Oslo, the name, Oslo. Yeah. You know, to ask them to do something special so that he's able to do his, his kind of new knowledge sites, which yeah. uh, which are awesome, by the way. But anyway, let's not get too excited by the stuff. Anyway, this podcast, of course, is Office 365 Distilled, and we normally you are able to out. taste... No, yeah. no, no, no. We are, there are rules in Orlando about drinking alcohol in places like this, so we're now doing lemonade. Yes. We're only doing lemonade. <laughs> this is a apple special juice, lemonade. Juice, no, no, juice. no, no, no. I didn't go with the apple juice. Okay. I went with the lemonade. Okay. So we have a special kind of uh, lemonade to drink. It's called a bullet rye lemonade. Mm-hmm. And uh, we can taste that at the end and, and, and see what that goes like. So I'm looking yeah. forward to that, actually. Yes. Even if it is only 8.40 in the morning. And uh, it's going to make ah. the rest of the sessions go well. <laughs> that, that which means I have, to, true, I have yes. to spend the rest of the day walking around with a bottle of lemonade in my bag mm. which will be tempting way too much mm. and because and, and we're in America it's in a brown paper bag which is dead cool <laughs> <laughs> when I went to the nice. shop I went that to the lemonade nice. store last night and they put it in a brown paper bag I the thought <laughs> so now before, before we really get into the topic that we want to talk about I just want to mention our uh, get-together, our Office 365 distilled get-together on Sunday. That was cool. That was that cool. So we sat there, had a bunch of people over, uh, watched the Formula One, had lots of really cool whiskies. Very cool. Actually, it was a yeah. re- really good venue for that. Yes. I exactly. think how many we actually went down. And they were all tasters, which was really neat. So you got like yeah. a little shot yeah. and you could taste so many different ones. And yeah. we got to taste that wonderful... Uh, Frank Sinatra whiskey. In fact, I tell you what, let's just stop here now and uh, let's just let, uh, what was the lady's name? Oh, she introduces herself, but let's, let's just get the lady from the bar to actually tell us about this whiskey. So we're here with Katie at The Whiskey and she just gave us a Jack Daniels Sinatra Century and she's going to tell why that's so important and why that's so cool. You can just grab this. So, you can just grab it if you want. Perfect. So Jack Daniels was Frank Sinatra's favorite whiskey. And in, to commemorate his 100th uh, birthday, they came out with the Sinatra Century. So it's just a very super smooth Jack Daniels whiskey. Uh, definitely a higher-end one. And we hope that you guys enjoy it. All right. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Cool. And it really yes. was very, very tasty. It was very good, yeah. I think we tried to describe it with the, uh, the Jack Daniels. We wished every Jack Daniels tasted like that. Yes. 
but with the price tag of a normal Jack Daniels. Yes, <laughs> yeah, let's not go into that. Let's not go into that. Yeah, so that was really good. And thank you for everybody that turned up, all those 4,500 people that turned up in that small bar mm -hmm. in Orlando. Yeah. Um, it was, we had to, we had to manage it a bit like getting the food here at the conference. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> 20, 20 rows. <laughs> get your whiskey. Yeah. Get no, your we whiskey. had a nice number. We had, we had yeah. 20 odd people or something silly and it was, it was a cool number. And yeah. Uh, yeah, Mr. Hamilton, congratulations. World champion six times. Yeah. But, but there you go. Cool. So right, let's what, did I wanna, what I want to talk into, I wanted to talk about trust. Yeah. And why? Why do you want to talk about trust? Because yesterday there was at least three or four occasions in the sessions we went to when Microsoft stressed that this is your data and that we respect that it's your data and that we align to all the, you know, legal requirements for storing your data and that you can trust us with your data. Exactly. So he actually um, had on uh, on a slide the, um, I the, got the notes. formula. I yeah, made you notes. got notes. I was going <laughs> to say something about that. This is the first time. So we, we were just sitting here getting all prepared. And then Steve prepared. Pulls. What do you mean prepared? We never ever prepare. No, we start getting prepared. We start sitting, start getting into that mental state zone the zone and then <laughs> steve brings out these few papers They're like yep uh, these are my notes <laughs> like what <laughs> we never do notes well the reason i did this was i couldn't remember the slide you took and i think when i tried to take a picture of the slide it kind of went out oh okay. plus i also wanted to uh, to know this i'm going to show you this bit here do you know what that sign actually means the bit that's in the front of trust oh is that it's uh yeah. square no no it's not a square yeah, yeah the power of Yes, power I actually off, didn't yes. know, so that's yeah. why I wrote this no, down because no, I, I couldn't I, remember it. I knew how that is in, in Dutch, but I didn't. Oh, okay. In, in yeah, so anyway, you wanted, uh, well, I'll go into it. So it, they had a, uh, a, a model, a formula. formula. Yeah. yeah. And it was called Tech Intensity. So yes. they're talking about the intensity of technology, which is really, really cool. And uh, Satya said that it was adoption times capability to the power of trust. Yeah. And then he emphasized how you can trust Microsoft with their data. Mm -hmm. And it kind of took me back to all the problems. I mean, I don't know how old the cloud is now. It must be 10 years. Well, no, BPM was 2007, 2000. Yeah, SharePoint let's, Online let's say, was 2011. So let's say yeah, 10 years. Stick yeah. with 10 years, more than 10 years. And it strikes me that even after 10 years, with no major, major leakage of data, and in fact, there's some great stories about Microsoft defending people's rights when the government say, I need that data, yeah, yeah, yeah. that they still feel that they need to say, hey, you guys, you can trust us with our data. True. Uh, I mean, remember... It's the kind, of, kind of like Apple with the, the, the iPhone that they didn't want to unlock for a criminal court case. That's true. Yeah. I, uh, I agree with that. Um, I, it also struck me that I wonder whether there's a story coming around the corner and they're kind of prepping everybody for it. But that, that was just me on the dark <laughs> side yesterday. <laughs> so we had this oopsie moment where... Uh, no, I don't think so. No, again. So, but but I, I went back to the idea of this Delve stuff. You know, when Delve first came out, which they're now kind of trying to hide a little bit behind the scenes with yep. all the graph and the new secure graph. Yep. Um, and the knowledge graph. And the knowledge the graph. Oh, man, there's all sorts of stuff coming yes. out. But you know where I'm coming from. People did not believe their data was secure. They still don't. I still have a customer where they say, like, we don't trust what is coming out here. So we don't want to show this data to, uh, to anyone. So the, the next thing I was going along the lines of with this is <coughs> the 
the security behind stuff like Teams and uh, the new privacy channels and all that kind of stuff. We've got oh, to say, say that again. Privacy channels. The privacy channel. Oh, <laughs> I love how you say that. Oh man. <laughs> okay. Why? Sorry, sorry. Why? No, no, what no, no. what connotations does it have to you? No, no, no. I, I would, I would just go private channels. Pri privacy channels and your privacy. privacy. Oh, okay, I like how, that. How eloquent that's, of you. That's one for trees. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. All cool. right. But, okay. But, but you know, get. Uh, uh, we were talking yesterday as we were wandering around about a thousand things. We won't mention the beautiful ladies in the uh, conference and the elegant gentlemen at all. And uh, the clothes that some people are wearing that we've been talking about, we won't talk about any of those. But we have been talking about um, the way that this kind of technology is evolving, especially things like sharing stuff and not really being able to track it back. Mm -hmm. So SharePoint 2010, SharePoint 2016, if you share something, you can go and find out who it's shared with. Yeah. Yeah. So you can go to the SharePoint site. You can get into the settings, and and you you're you're all good to go. But Microsoft, at the moment in time, and maybe it's early on, and maybe there'll be a bunch of tools uh, that will come out in time. But you can't kind of go behind the scenes in these priv private channels, privacy channels, all right, and actually go, hell yeah, there's the Office 365 group that is driving that private channel, and this is the permission for it, and I can go and change it. So you have to do that through Teams, which is fine. And of course, it's mm -hmm. it's kind of a limited admin area, which is growing. And uh, uh, as you're looking at it yesterday, it's growing quite a lot. This, uh, uh, I guess for the conference announcements. Yeah. So this idea of trust is, if they want to trust, they need to be more transparent. So if if I've got a privacy channel yes. and I've changed something, you know, they mm -hmm. need to be very clear about. So this admin can create this privacy channel, and this admin who has the overall responsibility is able to go and find out what the settings are and all that kind of stuff. So there's still some work to do here about, about trust. Oh, no, absolutely. There's, there's a lot of work that still needs to be done or that needs to be figured out with private channels. And what we probably will see is that they have now released it according to what they think that the end user or the, the organizations want. And then we'll probably see a number of things coming out the next coming months, six months after the year, something like that, when they actually get all the data, like how our organizations are really using those private channels and then probably adjusting a number of things or adding a number of functionalities or uh, governance options. Yeah, and I think it's the agile process, of course, the MVP, because yeah. Yeah. Uh, they've been talking about this for a long, long time. Yes. And with all the problems, I mean, I think we podcasted about it, oh, 15 podcasts ago, where we said that we were still waiting for it. Yep. <clears throat> but uh, that it is complex. And in some ways, they got over the complexity by just using what they already have. You know, by creating a new site collection, they use the same security model, the sharing capability. So you almost kind of think, well, just a minute, you've waited for a year to release this. And listen, Microsoft, I'm not dissing this product. I think it's very, very much needed. And I love the idea that you went back to the simplicity of it. But you... Mm -hmm. The idea that you click a few buttons, you create a new site collection, you manage the security on that site collection the same way as you did all the other site collection, then you kind of think, well, maybe they could have done that immediately. Or maybe the solution was too hard to actually well, do from scratch, to take an existing channel and make it private and still have the functionality that they need to be able to delete it and everything else. So I like the solution. I think it's well, a good solution. To, to me, it's kind but of it like... it needs to be more transparent. Uh, so so uh, nine months ago, I had a, a short project somewhere and uh, they also had that need for private channels. So what 
did we do and what did I think 95% of all companies do is just create one public channel for a specific project and then create a second uh, uh, team for this project just with all the project members and then create a second team with only the few people that should be in that private uh, channel slash team. So they would just create two different teams for that, of course, two different side collections behind. And this is actually the same thing that they done right now. So now you create like multiple side collections for every private channel that you want to have. So it's kind of the same thing, but it's all located in that one team. So you just have that one team to look at to find all that information. The problem I have coming from a SharePoint side is that uh, if I'm uh, the owner of the team and I want to take a look at my data I now have two document libraries on two different side collections that I need to take a look at and the real thing is that if that second privacy channel was created by one of your members he's I now the admin of that so you don't get access to it no. so that no, needs absolutely. to be looked yeah, at yeah but if, if I if I'm I'm, I'm, I'm not talking as an as an admin owner. I'm talking about uh, as an owner of. I, I need to do some work around a specific project. So I've got my uh, project team. I've got a private channel here. I've got a private channel there. I've got a private channel there because I'm the project manager. For example, I need to be in all these locations. I need to f find all that data. If I now want to, for example, um, have that available offline with my OneDrive sync, for example, I now have four or five places that I need to sync instead of just one place where all my data would be if all the private channels would be in the same folder for example. I, I agree with you but the other part of my head wants to go oh poor Moren you've got to go oh. to more than one site but I, I do get it yeah. but most of this stuff is supposed to be done for convenience and, and assistance. The other question I don't seem to be getting answered from yet and uh, again I'll continue to dig down into that is the whole AD group stuff. Because when you create a private channel, you appear not to create a new AAD group. <coughs> and I don't understand how that works. So it's almost as if what they do is they create another site collection, but they use the same AD group from the first site collection, which allows us to, which would allow you to have access to it that you, where you need. But again, looking at the deep dive on that at the moment. Mm -hmm. And uh, I, I, was, I went through on the booth here with, yep. with uh, one of the guys that was looking at it and he was digging into ADAD to, to dig down and um, they were then going to pull in some experts, you know, mm -hmm. uh, but to be honest, I had needed to move on. So, yeah, yeah we need to look into that. Yes. But uh, they so are coming out in <coughs> next week or something. So yeah, yeah. They're, they're no, we'll be able to sit and test it ourselves, I yes. suppose. So this idea of trust then is, is an interesting one. In terms of its simplicity, in terms of this formula, I love the idea that if you kind of put numbers into this, it's kind of really, really exponential. Of course, but that is that is what it is. And, yeah, yeah, and yeah. as an as an organization, you need to trust Microsoft with all your data. But also as an end user, you also need to trust your IT department to bring you the good stuff. So that trust goes on to multiple levels. You need to trust Microsoft as a company to be able to bring out projects that will handle all your requirements. You need to trust their data locations, that they're secure, that they will not have a data breach. I need to trust my IT guys uh, so that, uh, that the, te the tech intensity is not becoming too high because it's, it's about user adoption. 
um, that it will not become too high. And if I trust my IT department more, I can have more uh, things done and I can have more um, things rolling out because my adoption will be higher if I trust my IT department better. And yeah. I think, and, and that's, that's something that you see a lot, is that from an IT people perspective, is you've got IT and you've got the business. So that's a separation. And depending and which from industry the business, you're in. Yes, yeah. people don't care about their freaking IT stuff. They just want everything to work and they want it to work fast. And they don't care about the IT people. That's, that's the nerds and the geeks. That's a special, yeah, yeah, special yeah. kind of people. So you, don't, got, you don't look old enough to remember the 80s. So I don't know why you're kind of, <laughs> that's where you're kind of going from. I think, you know, any business is really in the idea of transforming the old agile process. And this is not a new thing. No. I think they're trying to break those barriers down and some of them are succeeding very well. But if you take it from the, the other hand, if you go to certain industries, if you go to kind of banking, the financial sector, the health sector and those kinds of things, they're really concerned that they've touched a piece of data mm -hmm. and then that that data is then secured. So I agree with you that having trust in the IT department is, is needed, but also the IT department have to back that trust off with their suppliers, which in Absolutely. this case is Microsoft and yes. the cloud. Yes, yes. But where I was going with this is that I, I just love this idea that this formula could be turned into numbers. Mm -hmm. So one of the uh, one of my other governance podcasts, the short six-minute ones, the early ones, talks about whether you would do any adoption at all by going, hey. You know, uh, if I've got a, if I'm doing a big Office 365 rollout to a, an organisation that's not very tech savvy, and you know, two or three hundred thousand dollars, euros, pounds, whichever country you're listening to this into mm. investment, but I, I have to weigh that money off to how successful that adoption is going to be and whether I need to do it. So it could well be that actually I don't need to spend that money because the organisation happens to be really good at passing that stuff yep. across. Yep. But so also, if also, if you look at it from a mathematical standpoint, it means that. You can invest in your technology adoption and you can invest in your technology capability, but that will have a... If you invest more in trust, that means that will have a much bigger effect than putting money into adoption or in the capability. Okay, you blew my thunder. That's exactly where I was going to go. Oh, sorry. No, don't oh. worry about it. Don't oh. go for it. It's fine. Oh, no. mind. Let's no. do a, high, a, a, a there Eiffel we go. Tower. High five. Yeah. yeah. Eiffel Tower. What the hell? Oh no. <laughs> no, oh, no. I guess. Uh, no, 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 no. Let's no, not go but, there. <laughs> but I, I was going exactly the same way, which is awesome. It's always the way we tend to work. We think along the same lines. So the the adoption, you could give a figure to it. So hey, you know, I think this is going to be a high adoption, the lower, and the capability. Mm. This is actually going to have a a big impact on the organisation. And then, as you say, you times that by the power of trust. So how do you change the trust in the organization? So from an agile perspective, and uh, I'm talking at Leicester and, and SharePoint Saturday next week. No, week on Saturday, so eight days. So if you want to really hear this in detail, folks, get to register for the SharePoint Saturday in Leicester. Uh, I'm not sure what the date is, but it's about 10 days' time, 11 days' yep. time. But it's the same thing. So the agile organization, very much about transparency, very much about business value. Yeah. And I was looking yesterday as I was thinking about this tech, tech intensity, the idea of the real focus on, on that technology. I think uh, Microsoft quoted another figure, Brad, uh, Brad, what's his name from the tech, I can't mm -hmm. remember his name, um, but Brad also quoted a figure of something like 43% of people lose focus 
and what they're doing because of all the interference of all the other stuff. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, your multitasking, uh, your productivity goes down to 43%. So in, in some ways, the adoption and the focus, the, the capability of it and the ability, and then that idea of trust, trust not having to worry about whether I've got to copy six times, a file six times, just because I don't trust the local IT department, mm -hmm. or knowing that something's going into the cloud. My financial customer at the moment, one of my financial customers at the moment, got has got a real thing about going into the cloud. And the IT department have made the call. So you have to trust the cloud as well. Correct. The cloud as a concept. Uh, as, no, that's, true. that's right. Yeah. So the risk department, security, they're all good to go. But that's still only like 20% of the business. So you've still got 80% of the business that haven't done the risk assessment, that hasn't seen the same documents that other people have seen, that know we're going to the cloud. The bank, the financial organization, the healthcare are all saying that you're responsible for your data because mm. at the end of the day, if you create a report or a medical record for somebody and you place it in the wrong place and all that kind of stuff. So you're kind of disseminating the uh, process and the responsibility. Mm -hmm. Then you really, really have to sell the trust story. You really have to say, look, you know, we're going to the cloud. Don't panic about it. Don't panic, Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. Chill. Yeah, don't panic. And these are the reasons why you don't panic. And in an agile organization, of course, you're going to start off the piece of work. You're going to work with the business and you're going to report back to the business and the business is going to see what you're doing. Then you have a perfect opportunity to make sure that all of those issues around safety of data, the ability to get stuff in and out of the cloud, the fact that the cloud will be there on a Monday morning and that yeah. just because the Internet has died, you can't get to your data. You know, those kinds of things so that you're building up that level of trust. I really, really, really love this formula. I think it's awesome. And uh, yeah, it's going to be in my head, I think, all week and, and longer. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I think yeah. it's very cool. Yeah. I can still remember the... Uh, so two years ago when I was here at uh, Ignite as well, I took a visit at Kennedy Space Center, as one does. And um, It's a must. Yes, absolutely. Um, and there they had these really cool t-shirts with also a formula on it. And it says uh, that you need to be greater than average. <laughs> that was a really cool formula. And I was actually thinking about, okay, I need to have this tattooed on my body. But I think this, this is something, I, I don't want to have this tattooed on my body, the tech intensity formula. But oh, you must, you must. <laughs> <laughs> No, I leave that to it uh, to to other people with uh, all kinds of Microsoft fan boy and fangirl uh, tattoos on their body. But this, I think that this uh, is something to to really yeah dig deeper in. Yeah, absolutely. I think there's another missed opportunity here, uh, and maybe it's just me. Maybe everybody else saw this slide go past on the keynote and thought, oh well, yeah, cool, or not cool, or it's a slide. Let's move on to the get stuff when you're going to announce but I think this should have been on the T-shirt somewhere. If there's not a yes. T-shirt with this on there somewhere, Microsoft are missing a beat. Yes. Anna Chu, I think you've missed a beat on this. Uh, this tech intensity, adoption and capability, trust thing. I think it's a great T-shirt. But that's, that's pretty cool. All right. So I think we've probably exhausted the whole trust thing, but I think it's going to come on and on. And I, I really like the idea of where that fits into the business oh, yeah. transformation mm -hmm. uh, and the whole process. Okay, cool. So I guess we should talk about some of the things that uh, we heard about. You can't come here on, on announcements day and, 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 and not, not, not talk about them. any announcements. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> so uh, let's start off with some uh, some descriptions. So what was your biggest surprise yesterday? 
What was my Why are you thinking surprise? about this? You should know something yeah. about Moraine. Moraine is, is not the biggest decision maker in the world because he's always happy with any decision. So when it comes to choices, so asking yeah. him for something to make a choice like what's your biggest surprise is, uh, is a difficult one. That's a one. hard one. That's a hard one. Well, also because at one hand, I already knew a bunch of things. Show off. No, 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 no. No, there were some things that I didn't know about. Um, and on the other hand, I also know what you are going to say. And I don't want to steal your thunder No, again. go for it. No, I've got the list in front of me. This is the downside of taking notes. I yeah. share the list. So mm. tell me, no, go for whatever you're no, surprised, no, no, no. my friend. There's three but items the, on this list. So. Let's, let's reframe the question. So what is the, the announcement that I'm looking forward the most? Okay, I was going to be my next question. But that's fine. <laughs> No, no, no. What, what, what will be the thing that I want to play with the most? And that would definitely be uh, the new uh, home sites. The, no, the new home We've known site. about those for a while, though, haven't we? we? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I thought Jeff yeah, Teeper yeah. was brilliant when he talked about that. He said, we talked about this at, at SharePoint Saturday, and we, they go GA tomorrow. I thought that was a, you know, that's a perfect timing, isn't it? So in, we've talked about this before. SharePoint conference, say this is our vision of what we're working on. Yeah. Uh, Ignite, Ignite we're going to launch them. Yeah, deep dive and uh, delivery. Yeah, yeah. true. No, uh, so absolutely, um, I'm, I'm, I'm really, I really want to take a better look at that. Of course, the whole project Cortex. Uh, and, and I didn't I, have that on my list because that's didn't. kind of now. You have a three. We could be you have three points of three most important things, I guess. That and you, knowledge wasn't one of and them. And knowledge wasn't one of them. So, Project Cortex will be the new knowledge environment all graph based that will get all kinds of uh, things from your outlook from yammer from teams from sharepoint from wiki there will be a special um, you know why i'm not kind of so kind of upside excited about it tell me i just tell got a feeling why. tell me why i got a feeling that the works councils and the unions are going to stomp on this you know, I this whole it, it is a whole Delph point two, yeah, uh, two point Delph or well, Delph two point Let's say, yeah, because it's uncovering all the knowledge from everywhere and throwing that into one bucket. But the big difference between this and Delph is that here within Project Cortex in the Knowledge Center, you actually can go in as a human person and and change stuff. And say, okay, you? this is things that I want to have appear. These are things that I don't want to have appear. So you have the automatic uh, graph-related stuff. You have, um, of course, only the things showing up that you have uh, access, to. access to, which you have in Delve as well, but a lot of companies don't believe in. Trust, once more, trust. Um, yeah. So this is the same thing, but what... I think Microsoft really hit the nail on that one, is that you can actually go in as a content administrator or a knowledge administrator and actually uh, work on that knowledge and decide what you want to show and what you don't want to show. Knowledge knowledge for me really was the most exciting thing I, I heard of. It's not on my list, mm -hmm. but I still still think we've got a long way to go with that. Well, I love the of fact course, that it's still, still, still in, in SharePoint. Yeah. So it was a SharePoint site, which was pretty cool. Mm -hmm. And I go back to 2003 when you could actually have a knowledge site yeah. And as Jeff said, this is something we wanted to do for 10 years ago, but the technology wasn't there. Mm -hmm. And uh, so, you know, that was pretty cool. On, on my list, there was a, the, there's a few things that uh, I've seen here that I think has got some good potential. Uh, on the basis of being able to do delivery short term, mm. uh, one of them is possibly long term. I love the concept of hybrid Azure. 
Now, oh, I, yeah. I'd never yeah. even thought about that. I just had not. I just yeah. had not yeah. thought that that is a concept. So the idea of being able to bring take your a own server, data bring your own data center, <laughs> <laughs> like that, bring your own data center, kind of lock it into the backbone of the data center in a nice, mm. secure way. And, uh, and, and where that's going in terms of doing your own backups now. You know, uh, I know. be able to stream back down, um, being able to kind of make sure that the important data is available and possibly synced back and all that kind of mm. stuff. So that was that was an interesting project. I saw the unified tasks in Teams yesterday. I don't know whether you saw that or have you seen I, that before. I didn't. I didn't see that yesterday, but I was informed about it. Yeah. And I, uh, yes, that was quite a nice touch. Yes. I wanted to dig into that a bit more. Yeah. But the big one for me was my baby term store. Uh, I really, really like Termstore. I was involved in the shit when it was built in the first place, and uh, I've used it. It's, it's the one thing to me that is solid with all of this stuff. And maybe it's an old-fashioned way, old way of thinking. You know, I can see the terms and know where they're going to be used and done and what's going to happen to them. Whereas things like the graph and all that kind of stuff, you, you're having to trust, which is fine. I absolutely trust what's happening with it. Uh, so the term store, I really, really am looking forward to, and that's my do today is to get onto the booth and see what that looks like, yes. and find out if I can yes. get into a preview, yes. and because that's also that. something I really want to dig deeper on. Like, okay, we we have this term store with uh, translations, with uh, synonyms, with all kinds of yep. things. We all can things go we can several levels now. deep. Um, so then my next question is going to be okay which of these functionalities will be in the new term store and what are extra functionalities so deeper also showed yesterday the um, term store analytics i thought that was super yes. cool yes it's like this power bi version of okay how how many times is my is this term being used is it popular and is it raising in time or yep. going down in time so I think that is super cool, but we need to dig a little deeper on that and to see how it actually works and what kind of functionalities we have. And maybe there are new functionalities coming. Maybe we can start using it as a, for example, for uh, hub mega menu items navigation. Yeah, potentially. Like I think that. that's true. I think it would be nice to get uh, the search stuff back, for the, the uh, manage menu back. So but yeah, I, we'll see. But I think the really, really power is it is going to be where you can automate the migration of terms across from one set to another because yeah. of certain if and and kind of formula. The other thing I was really excited to see was it was not going to be integrated into the file plan because my real concern last year when they rolled out the file plan was that terms store was going to kind of you know go into the labels and stuff yep. and I really like the fact that they have distinct directions on labeling content to deal with things like retention and all those kinds of things. Mm -hmm. Uh, and actually doing the term store. Yeah. So, so there, there was there was kind of the hot topics that I want to follow down on today, and uh, and and see where that goes. You know, and these new term store. Uh, I've got a funny feeling that terms are now going to come up in graph, which they didn't do before. Uh, the the old search scenario is going to get more complex. Uh, and again, that's one of the things when I went to this, through this loop yesterday bouncing back to these e-discovery and all that kind of stuff, these people that can just focus on their one subject. Whereas, you know, here we are rolling out Office 365 to a company and we're having to deal with everything. everything. Yes. You know? All so. the applications, all the different angles, the risk management angle, the user adoption angle, the structure IT of the angle, data, the IT architecture, yes. the trust, Poor building us. the trust Poor issue, yep. the run stuff. 
Yeah. Yeah, no wonder I'm feeling old. <laughs> and it's nothing to do with all the parties we've had this weekend. Because no. I sneaked off last night and had a, an evening off, whereas you kind of hit the dance floor again. As, uh, yep, you know, yep, yep. Fun. All, right, all right, cool. So yeah. there we go. I'm, I'm getting thirsty. Do you fancy a drink of lemonade? Let's grab some lemonade. Let's go on. and lemonade. Um, do you want to just hit the flavor card for this lemonade? Lemonades have different flavors. Oh, so yeah, yeah, yeah. It would be yeah, nice yeah. to course, kind of, of course, know what flavor I, this I was lemonade not is. I thinking about that, yes. So we are in America. We're, mm -hmm. we're at uh, Microsoft Ignite. So it is fairly logical that we kind of have some lemonade from America. Yeah. And of course, this is bourbon country. So bourbon is, you know, you've heard of uh, Jack Daniels and all that kind of stuff. And I'm, I'm, I'm talking really to the innocents amongst us but most of the people uh, that follow this podcast are, are fairly understand the whiskey process so yeah bourbon country but they also did used rye a lot of rye in this organization mm -hmm. uh, in, in the organization in this country <laughs> yes. I got distracted yes. then by you putting yep. the phone down uh, so that was fine um, and so I went for a rye now we, yep. we both like the bullet bourbon and uh, actually I had a couple of choices last night when I was shop shopping for uh, this lemonade mm. uh, they had a, a, a Basil Hayden's oh. dark rye. Oh. Yeah, now that did look interesting. And oh. so I spent 10 minutes just going, should I, shouldn't I, what, Oh, what, what? That, is, that sounds yeah. very tempting. Yeah, oh, and oh, they, they, oh, it wasn't oh. the kind of place where you could kind of have a taste of the lemonade flavors yeah. to see what it was. It was mm. a kind of you know, lemonade store on the out. side of the yes. road with a big red light <laughs> across the top <laughs> and, and bars <laughs> on the windows. Uh, so that was kind of neat. No, yeah. Alrighty, so cool. I've I've got special special glasses of lemonade with Mickey Mouse and uh, Florida. Yeah, Florida glasses. Yes, awesome. All right, so uh, yeah, a rye. Yeah, so of course, Bullet is one of the more well-known brands. Mainstream. Um, yeah, mainstream. So, to be honest, I'm not expecting a lot of this. I'm expecting this to be a smooth uh, drinking whiskey uh, lemonade. Um, Damn, you failed, ah. man. You know, the police could come in now any yeah. second. The 5 0. <laughs> so, um, no, I'm, 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 I'm expecting this to be like fairly easy and, and, and uh, chill uh, drinking. You are. Thing. I'm not. I'm expecting it to be a little rough. But the thing yeah. about it is a rye, so it, it'll be more aromatic and it won't have the kind of heaviness, well, not badly heaviness, but it won't be as heavy as a malt or, or a real bourbon. Um, so, so uh, it's cheers. This is first podcasting on the. Yeah, oh, you get that subtle, isn't very, it? very typical rye uh, smell, of course. But you do also get lots of vanilla. It's got a bite to it. Kind of spicy. Cinnamon on the back. I'm not looking. At, I've not looked at the nose, but I can kind of. Uh, yeah, it, say, oh, well, it says on, on that the finish, it says yeah. that it it's uh, rather hot hot at first. Spices coming out. Um, this is cool. I like the bullet. And yeah. This is just as nice. The the real sad thing is that we're probably not going to get the rest of this bottle home because we have party bus tonight. Yes. And it's the kind of bottle that will slip nicely into my back pocket. Okay. So. Because there'll be lots of lemonade being drunk yep. on the party it's, bus. Tonight. It's also just not a good idea to bring back bottles. Probably not. No. Probably not. Because when they break in your case, yep. 
It's got a nice, long-lasting aftertaste, doesn't it? It really does. Yeah. I'm actually quite surprised by this. I it's knew got, you were going it's to It's got more depth than I thought it was going to be. But definitely very spicy. Mm. Cinnamon, absolutely. The thing I like about rice is that they they have that subtleness to be able to bring those flavors out a little bit. Mm. So if you have cinema in a malt or even in a bourbon, it kind of really has to be heavy to, for you to be able to you know, take it out of the sort of yeah, uh, the, yeah, yeah, the, yeah. the sugars and the caramel tastes. Yeah. Whereas the thing about a rye is that it's quite light and aromatic, so you can really bring out those kinds of flavors. Uh, there was actually an apple bourbon as well that I saw last night. I, d I don't go with the fruit stuff necessarily. Mm, no, no. But it just struck me that in a, in a case of a rye, it's very easy to get those fruity flavors coming through in a in a form a far more fun kind of way. Well, it's but it's it's different different kind of fruit flavors, of course. So you will never have apples and pears, I guess, in a rye. No, no, you won't. You will get these that darker fruit. What I also get here is is a little bit of Jaffa cake. Jaffa cake. I just, I just love Jaffa cake. It's the thing. We're in America, oh. and they don't know what Jaffa cakes I know, are. I know. You know but is yeah, it in how European? do you call it then here? I don't think they exist Pimps, here. Pims cakes. Something. No, that's what they get in Belgium. Yeah, it's, no. I love no, these softer the ones. Yeah. This is really nice. Mm -hmm. It's uh, softer than uh, as you said. I thought too it was going to be. Neat. Cool. Yeah. So that was uh, Bullet's Rye Lemonade. Yeah. Um, as purchased from the lemonade mm -hmm. store. Mm -hmm. We've done a number of really cool things, I thought, as we close this down. Yeah. So we have our new formula, which uh, needs some more thinking about and some scientific evaluation. Some pondering. Some pondering, yes. Some pondering. I'm really trying to work out how you judge trust. That That is interesting. I might take that. That's probably at this point in time. How do you measure that? Yes. Yeah. So would you use a net promoter score, for example, for this? I don't know. I don't know how I was going to measure it. That's possibly one of the ideas. Mm -hmm. Certainly within the Agile Satya process. Yeah, we'll, we, when he comes to share a lemonade with yeah, us. Yeah. But I think you're right. Measuring that trust is an interesting one. Uh, in an Agile organization, feedback is key. Yeah. And so you're, you're often getting, you know, you, you are... Well, basically the idea is that you build it, you test it, you get feedback, you improve it. You build it, you test it. And so you go through the loop. So trust is one of those key things. So that one's going to take some more thought. Um, and, yeah, I'm excited about the term store. So that's what I'm going to be doing today. Yeah, I'm going to sit there and dig around on that and see what? where we're at. Let's go to the SharePoint booth right now. And no, demand. No, no, uh, demand. Go on, I like that demand word. Demand that we take a look at the... <laughs> demand we want yes. to see your term set. We could do that. Show we could us do your that. term set. But we'll do what everybody does on these conferences. We'll actually look at our agenda and try and work out which of the six things that we wanted to do at 9 o'clock this morning. At the same morning. time, yeah. Yeah, we can do. All right, cool. So we could say goodbye. All right. So before we say goodbye, uh, we, of course, want to thank you for listening to the podcast. Uh, we're recording it at Ignite. And... We have to say that Microsoft is giving away some of those sweet Microsoft Surface earbuds oh. to our listeners. Uh, our listeners don't want earbuds. Oh, they do. You think everyone, they want? everyone wants. All right. Earbuds. So very slowly, then we will refine out the URL. So it's https colon forward slash forward slash. forward slash podcast sweepstakes one word no spaces. Yes. 
P-O-D-C-A-S-T-S-W-E-E-P-S-T-A-K-E-S. Listen, I don't want any of our listeners to lose a chance of getting a set of these earbuds. So once more, aka.ms slash podcast sweepstakes. So go on there, visit it, and you stand a chance of winning some uh, yep. SharePoint earbuds. And you Absolutely. need to do it before December the 15th. Yes. Cool. All and right. we will try and get a, a page out today with that URL and details, if not today or tomorrow at least when we, we release it. It yep. won't be in as much detail as Moraine does it because he has a, th- a lot to do. So, uh, yeah, it's Tuesday morning here at about 9 a.m. on the second day of the conference, and we'll try and get this out uh, All right. fairly soon. Cool. Cool. Thanks, guys. And it's a goodbye from me. And a goodbye from me. Ciao. Cheers.